from the heart of the Nipty Radio recording studios high atop 107 Columbia with one eye on Eagle Street and the other one on the ball in Times Square. Welcome to the final practice tip of 2016. This one part of our speedy trial series, Sibley's. What happens now? You will recall in our last speedy trial practice tip addressing readiness issues on 12-12-16, we told you that our next speedy trial tip would address the effect the Sibley's opinions have had on the courts of New York in addressing speedy trial readiness issues. The Court of Appeals timing could not have been more impeccable with their handing down of a 6-0 decision on 12-20-16 in the case of People v. Brown, Young, and Canaday. They have put to rest any questions that remained open after the Sibley's decisions. The Brown Court identified the issue to be addressed in these three cases in the following way. The common issue left open in People v. Sibley's is whether, in the event of a change in the people's readiness status, the people or the defendant have the burden of showing that a previously filed off-calendar statement of readiness is illusory. The Brown Court held that the people's statements of readiness are presumed to be truthful and accurate, and that it is the defense that bears the ultimate burden of proving that the statement of readiness was illusory. If the defense challenges the people's statement of readiness, the people must supply a reason for the change in position that does not impact the previous statements of readiness. As noted, the ultimate burden still lies on the defense to show the statement of readiness and any explanation for the change in status was illusory. The court specifically declined to adopt a rule suggested by then-Chief Judge Lippman's concurring opinion in Sibley's. The people must demonstrate that the reason for the statement of non-readiness after the readiness statement was a result of exceptional facts or circumstances. This has been rejected by the Court of Appeals in People v. Brown. In reviewing the Sibley's case, the facts were straightforward as reported by the court. The people filed a notice of readiness off calendar after the defendant, charged with a misdemeanor, was arraigned on the complaint. On the following adjourned date, the people asked for an adjournment, indicating they did not have needed medical records. All six of the judges determined that the statement of readiness was illusory. If they had all agreed on this simple determination, the case would have had little impact. However, then Chief Judge Lippman wrote, with two other justices joining with him, that whenever the people file such a notice of readiness followed by an on-the-record request for an adjournment, the people should be required to demonstrate an exceptional set of circumstances for their lack of readiness for the original statement of readiness to be valid. That new rule would have done away with the presumption of truthfulness and accuracy of the people's notice of readiness. While this aspect of then-Chief Judge Lippman's opinion was not controlling, the fact that there was no controlling decision, only two concurring opinions, resulted in a number of cases where the defense argued that this should be the rule and cited then-Chief Judge Lippman's decision as strong persuasive authority for this position. The interpretation of this unusual set of circumstances, two concurring opinions with half the court siding with one and the other half siding with the other, employed by most courts to determine what is the majority opinion, is the one employed by the United States Supreme Court. The holding of the court may be viewed as that position 
taken by those members who concurred in the judgments on the narrowest grounds. While the Court of Appeals has not adopted a similar rule, it has expressly recognized that this is indeed the appropriate means of construing a fragmented decision of the United States Supreme Court. So was written in the case of People v. McLeod from the Criminal Court in New York County in 2014. In Sibley's, that would be the opinion written by Judge Grafeo, which simply held against the people on the facts of the case and did not employ a new standard of evaluation nor abandon the presumption of truthfulness and accuracy. Now, with the Court of Appeals' clear and concise decision in the Brown plus two cases, the Judge Lippman proposal of a requirement of exceptional circumstances has been put to rest. As with all aspects of speedy trial, a clear record made by the people when challenged will make this aspect of speedy trial calculation a clear one in your cases. Also, note another situation where the making of a complete record when filing an off-calendar notice of readiness will help to assure there is no questioning of the legitimacy of that statement. Assume you are on trial and you request a two-week adjournment on another case. The court obliges. Normally, without any subdivision for bases upon which to make the time excludable, this request by the people will result in a two-week period of time being charged to the people. But now, what do you do if the next day the defendant on trial pleads guilty and you are now available to try that case? Do you still, quote, eat the two weeks of includable time? If you are ready for trial on the adjourned case, you should file a notice of readiness for that case. However, you should also include in that notice a statement that indicates you had requested the two weeks because you anticipated the trial case upon which you were working would be over in those two weeks, and then you would be available. However, you now have ended that case with a plea by the defendant, and that you are, in fact, now ready to proceed. In making that kind of record on your notice of readiness, it will make things very clear to the court and remove the likelihood of any claim of an illusory notice of readiness. Please be sure to read the accompanying NIPTI practice tip on Sibley's, as well as the Speedy Trial Comprehensive Memo and other individual memos on Speedy Trial found in the Prosecutor's Encyclopedia. Our thanks, as always, to our crack producer, Jonathan Marconi Crespino. We both wish you all a very, very happy new year, and stay ready, my friends.